Welcome to South Carolina Launch's CEO podcast, where we hear from CEOs on their entrepreneur experience. And today our next featured guest is Bill West, uh, CEO of Ellipsis Technologies in Greenville, South Carolina. Bill, welcome. Hi, Jack. Good to be with you today. Well, we're thrilled to uh, learn more about the Ellipsis story. Talk to us about the kind of original mission and vision of Ellipsis and where does that compare to uh, where you are today? Yeah, the original, uh, we kind of backed into this business. Um, I uh, griped often about CAPTCHA, those squiggly little letters you have to type when you want to get on a website or, or buy something. On it. And I didn't do anything about it. It was just something pretty cool to gripe about. But as I spoke to a, a very large e-commerce company one day, they were telling me that the CEO couldn't buy something on his own company site because he couldn't pass the CAPTCHA. So he was wondering how many of his customers were having that problem. And then when we looked at his data, and this seems very typical now that we're into it, about 3% of people dropped off the site as soon as they saw the CAPTCHA. They didn't even give it, give it a try. And about 30% were failing on the first attempt, and there's a drop-off at every, uh, every failure. So we saw an opportunity there. So we have a technology that invisibly detects whether you're a human uh, or a bot. And we do it by collecting the timing and movement behavioral events, uh, length of a keystroke down, length of a keystroke up, touches, swipes, mouse movements, everything. And we built machine learning algorithms, which at the time were machine learning when we first did it. Now they're uh, um, AI. Um, and we can detect with uh, what we feel now, now that we've done it and we have a lot of data in our uh, that we're calling on uh, historical data, we, we feel we can detect uh, whether a user is in fact behaving like a human or not with 100% accuracy. We have thousands and thousands of sites right now that are using our technology, but where we really got a foothold was in e-commerce, uh, We obviously. Uh, we do very well on the Shopify platform, but I think the mode we'll have for the next few years and what's worked for us is we really listen to our merchant customers. We all take service calls. We all listen to the service calls. We review what the pr problems are. And we discover pain points that perhaps we're not solving. So we found other pain points within e-commerce and we came up with solutions for those and that's where we really took off and these are things like form spam protection fake account creation protection protection from bot-based checkouts and these are very unique problems in e-commerce that we built solutions for those and we started doing incredibly well so for the future for ellipsis we're going to launch, uh, we're launching uh, as we speak on other e-commerce platforms and uh, other platforms in general. We're on Drupal, we're on Magento, we're going to launch on WooCommerce and BigCommerce. And um, we're launching right now on WordPress, which uh, has a WooCommerce adjunct. But we're going to follow the same format where we all listen uh, heavily to the customer service calls and uh, we try to come up with specific pain points that that might not be solved with our current solution and we'll uh, build tailor-made solutions for those. Our team, we think we have a, a pretty good formula right now and uh, our strategy is not too deep, Jack. We're just gonna do more of it. Yeah, well, that uh, sounds like a great strategy. Well, talk to us about uh, your customers today. What are you seeing as kind of their, their priorities and how are you kind of tracking 
continuing to innovate based on what the, the market seems to uh, be demanding? Well, pretty much like I said, I mean, we really uh, listen to the customers. They're very good in telling us what their problems are and what we're currently not solving. There's a lot of chat rooms and uh, post uh, bulletin boards where uh, the merchants in each of these channels uh, have discussions. So we find out a lot of things there. And then the other things we do is each, it's, it's a very different kind of marketing within each of these channels. There are a lot of influencers. So there are... Uh, I think 75 million WordPress users, and there are a lot of influencers that uh, can influence the buying decision of 200,000, 500,000 users. So we work with them, and they pretty much tell us what the customers want as well. That you know, your solution is great, but you know, there's here's another huge problem that nobody's solving. So that's how we find it. We really get deep into each of these communities. All right. Well, that, that's really helpful. And as you look at um, kind of this this new world that uh, we're going through with the global pandemic and COVID nineteen and you know, the globe being turned off business wise in, in many respects, you know, virtual has become more and more important, and you know on demand services and people going online for their shopping, uh, whether it's groceries or whatever it might be, our dependency on digital has just increased exponentially. What new opportunities does that present for uh, Ellipsis? Yeah, I mean, when I think of that, I think of where it's come over my career. And uh, it's been a fascinating journey. When I first got into this, you know, we had acoustic couplers that you jammed a telephone receiver into, and uh, they were at 1,200 baud, 120 characters a second, uh, which is comical today. And I remember when we were upgrading to 9,600 baud, and, and when we when we implemented that, I mean, our teeth shook. It was so fast. But you know, now it's hundreds of millions of times faster than that. It's incredible where it's just come from that alone from an acoustic coupler. <laughs> then, you know, we all went to uh, individual servers in our company and that was uh, pretty cool, but that's kind of moved away. And now over the last few years, it's gone almost 100% to the cloud uh, for us. We're 100% in the cloud now. Uh, the cloud model really makes it simple for young people with brilliant ideas to be able to deliver value you know, at a reasonable cost to a broad audience, like no time ever in our history, uh, which is pretty amazing. Or in our case, an older gentleman delivering a bot detection solution to e-commerce merchants. You know, so it works in many uh, different spheres. Uh, you know, we use SaaS solutions, and I think there's more and more of those popping up every day, but we use it as a company virtually every day. I mean, we use Slack right now uh, during this pandemic, and the team communicates real time with that. You know, our tech team has Trello boards that uh, we manage the project management, which is, you know, used to be a whiteboard with tape down the middle of it. You know, we use LinkedIn constantly. Uh, I, I don't think I use a Rolodex anymore. I mean, that's the Rolodex of today and we can do sales and marketing in it. We have shared docs that we're passing stuff back and forth at all times. And, and just the other day, signing a document on DocuSign, you know, through email is amazing. It took an, a really laborious task at one time with a lot of human beings involved and made it incredibly simple. It's been fascinating to watch the evolution over my career and see how it's going with SaaS and cloud-based solutions. And uh, Jack, as you well know, there's 
some tremendous things going on right in the state of South Carolina. You have companies like Soteria and Chartspan, Zipit Wireless here in Greenville, Mail Protector here, Fish Labs down in Charleston, and, and many more. There's some really exciting things going on in the state of South Carolina right now with some really innovative uh, people. So uh, it's, a, it's a fun time to be in this in technology and a fun time to be in technology in South Carolina. I couldn't agree with you more, and it's uh, it's really amazing the, the level of innovation that we're seeing across the state and companies that are, are moving here and who's here has just uh, started to, to really change dramatically. When you think about your relationship with SCRA, what things would you point to as being kind of core to the value that that relationship has, has created for you and, and the team as you've grown over the years? Yeah, I mean, I have a really solid relationship with SCRA. I uh, welcome it. I've gotten solid advice from uh, from everybody. They really reach out and, uh, you know, when the executives from uh, down in Somerville are visiting Greenville, they'll typically stop by or talk to me and uh, and give support. I've gotten tremendous financial support from their leadership, which has been wonderful. And a side benefit, which I really wasn't planning on, is uh, there are a lot of smaller SCRA portfolio companies in the upstate and elsewhere in the state, and they come to me to run their business past me uh, just for advice and counsel, and um, it's really wonderful. I'm able to, there's no Rolodex, but I'm able to give them some contacts and leads and people that I've come across in my journey, and it's, it's fun to do that, but it's really amazing to see the, some of the ideas coming out of young people today in the state of South Carolina. So that's probably the most exciting part of the relationship, just being part of that SCRA infrastructure where you get to meet these young entrepreneurs of today. And when, when you're, uh, if you're talking to a, an entrepreneur about SCRA, is there any one area that you, you typically point to is uh, how it's, it's been helpful to you and how you've seen the SCRA team be particularly helpful to, to other companies? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's there's a number of things, but one is a lot of people starting a business have a good business idea and perhaps a good technology, but they don't necessarily have the governance and the uh, you know financial uh, you know really focused on the financials and making it it click perfectly. I think SCRA, when you get into the financial world with them, they are going to force people into that discipline of let's really get your financials in order, uh, let's make sure you have proper governance. I think. A lot of those disciplines can come from a relationship with SCRA for the younger people. I think I've I've been doing it a long time, and it was it was good to go through it. But uh, from what I understand, the new startups that are working with SCRA or anybody like that for the first time, I think this is a wonderful discipline that uh, SCRA puts them through. No, that's that's super helpful. And Bill, as as you look to uh, the balance of 2020 and 2021, obviously this year has put out more than its fair share of challenges. But as you look through what's next, what what do you get inspired by or what are you excited about going forward? For the last few months, I haven't thought a whole lot about going forward. I was just trying to survive the week. But uh, I think most of that is behind us. You know, we, as I said, we're mostly focused on e-commerce. We knew something was up uh, in the world in January before any of the pandemic news hit. We have a lot of small merchants, very small merchants, and uh, we typically get one of them that would close a week 
that would just close up shop. And we were getting one or two a day in January and didn't quite know what was going on. But when we started talking to them, we found that their supply chain originated in China and the supply chain in China had dried up entirely in January. So uh, they were closing up shop because they had no inventory. So it continued on through February and really the beginning of March and is starting to pick up a little bit uh, in March and uh, certainly in April and, I th and May. And we're, we're looking much better now. But so, you know, we were in survival mode for a while. We just didn't know how bad this would get. Fortunately, at the height of it, even though we have thousands of uh, users, we were only down 15 users, but we had no growth. But still, uh, a lot better than we would have thought. I think the next year is going to be uh, amazing in e-commerce from everything we read. Uh, all uh, e-commerce platforms are expecting tremendous growth, so we'll ride along with them. And so we're just going to launch on as many platforms as we can. And as I said, try to understand the specific pain points as we work our way into the infrastructure of and the ecosystem of each channel. It's, and they're all going to be different. The other thing I'm excited about is we're doing some work with our core technology, which could be applied to medical research. And we have some partners, we're working on that. And there's some medical research applications that I think have a lot of viability going forward. And I hope to be able to talk more about that as the year goes on. That's about all. We have non-disclosures everywhere, so I'll, uh, I'll just leave it at that. But I think we, there's some tremendous things going on where we can really make a difference in the world with some of the things we're working on. Well, thanks so much, Phil, and, and let's let's uh, keep that as uh, as our next step. Uh, as your story continues to develop and grow, we'd love to invite you back on and and hear about what's next. And clearly, you're continuing to build. And congratulations on being able to uh, navigate through this current pandemic. It's been certainly very challenging, but. It's inspiring to see that you and your team are, are continuing to grow and find your way through. Thanks again for investing some of your uh, time with us this morning and look forward to catching up and, and learning more in the not so distant future. Thank you very much and uh, we'll talk soon. Awesome, thanks Bill.